guys, I'm Richard Fitzgerald. This is Dubai Works, where we interview the business leaders making a difference in this great city. That business with scalability was very interesting to me. I like building something that has legacy. This episode of Dubai Works is sponsored by Petra Insurance, a groundbreaking player in the UAE insurance market. With more than 55 years of experience in the industry, Petra Insurance offers a range of products to individuals and companies, providing quick solutions and the advantage of paying in installments. They also recognize the importance of transparency and they make it a point to assure trust in their policies. You can get in contact with them directly by visiting insurewithpetra.com. So last week we spoke with Health Nag, Natasha, and she talked all about product and how uh, her entrepreneurial story. And this week it's very similar, different products. Uh, we're talking about teas, but again, we're talking about the common themes that come up uh, regularly on Dubai Works, which are, uh, do I set up my own product? How do I ship in things? How do I make it in Dubai? Uh, how do I manufacture? What's the relationship between uh, digital and physical, also things like funding, all these sort of things, licenses, free zones. So uh, the, all these topics are discussed today. It's a super interesting story and product and Laura's amazing, very passionate, very knows her stuff about tea. So enjoy the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Dubai Works Business Podcast. I'm joined by Laura Manning, the founder and MD of BRW Society. I'm going to ask her to tell us what those initials are, but they are an eco-friendly, sustainable tea brand that places an emphasis on quality and affordability in, in its offerings. As you can see, and if you're listening, very colorful products, very colorful website, very colorful tea brand. So we're gonna hear all about the history and the story of the BRW Society, the beverage industry and competition in the UAE, particularly around teas, and also the plans for the future. So welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Good morning, thank you for coming here. Uh, yeah, so can you tell us, interesting backgrounds, uh, you know, how did you come up with BRW Society? Oh, I'd absolutely love to tell you our story, but do you mind if I ask you a quick question first? Are sure. you a tea drinker? or a coffee drinker? I'm a tea drinker. Yay, music to my ears. <laughs> you know, I think in, in Ireland we grew up drinking tea more. So I, I started yeah. coffee when I was about 16. Okay. And drank it every day for okay. about 22 years. Or and then I gave up about eight months ago. So I'm exploring wow. tea. Okay. So I'm going to learn a lot from this so interview. This is like the best interview. Yeah, I can tell you everything <laughs> about tea. How amazing. Okay. Um, so, you know, we hear that story a lot, how people, you know, want to transition from coffee to tea. But my story for me, tea was such a huge part of growing up. It's been in my life for like forever, as long back as I can remember. Um, I came from a very close-knit family in Wales. And okay. my nan was like the matriarch of that family. And she was an absolute tea addict. She okay. loved tea. And she got all the family drinking tea you know I have like the fondest memories of all getting together when I was younger and and sitting around the table with that savoring that cup of tea um, and she loved tea so much that she really lived her life one cup of tea at a time wow. and I think that's just like such a lovely way to live your life yeah. where you know you pause you reflect um, you're kind of in the in the moment um, and you know she got the family really to to drink tea and, and it was such a big part of our, our life growing up yeah 
So that got me to um, where I am today. And, you know, I'm such a huge tea lover. I drink copious amounts of tea every <laughs> single day. It's ridiculous. Um, but that's what got me to start Brew Society. You know, I really know the importance a cup of tea makes to, to your well-being. Um, you know, from putting the kettle on to um, finding your favorite cup and, and making your tea. Um, and then just waiting for the tea to cool for that first sip. You know, it really puts your state of mind into, you know, um, absorbing your environment, taking everything in and just really slowing down in your day. Yeah. Um, so I was really inspired to um, to start Brew Society because of how important tea was in, in my life growing up and still is today. And I just really want to kind of help people to savor the moments and really take the time for themselves to for themselves and, and to connect with other people as well. Fascinating, interesting. So Brew Society, in the UK mainly people talk of tea as a brew, don't they? Is we that, do, yeah. yeah, it's close to my heart, <laughs> brew, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and is that, is that a term that's used elsewhere as well, or, and then you just abbreviated it? For the yeah, name, we did, well, we abbreviated it, because um, we're trying to be cool, we're trying to, yeah. you know, show um, a different side of tea and really change people's perceptions of it, you know, More tea. Yeah. yeah, tea is super cool, like, there's so many variations out there, it's so colourful and so diverse, um, and we just really wanted to kind of not to conform, and to show people how amazing this product is and all the amazing things you can do with it. So yeah. I think at the time I was probably watching quite a lot of The Weekend, and I loved the way how he dropped the E. So I was like, oh, we can be cool okay. like The Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take brew or we'll drop the E. Love it. Um, yeah. So that's how we came up with that part of the name. Yeah. But in terms of the society, like I really thought a lot about that because for um, me and and you know how tea has been a big part of my life, I really wanted to help society. You know, share um, the importance of tea to me to other people so you know the whole society you know is, is our purpose in the company to really help society to um, find opportunities to connect with other people um, and to find a common ground mm. so it's really important that word in, in the, the company title for me definitely and it's more welcoming it's part of a community and things like yeah, that as well of like-minded people who love yeah. tea yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting um, so how long is the business going so I launched Bruce Society in July 2019. Okay. Um, I moved to Dubai actually just shortly before that in 2018. Um, and you know, as my tradition at home of drinking tea, my mum would send me the care parcels, if you like, of tea, because um, she knows how obsessed I am about tea, and also it just helped us to connect. Um, and I just couldn't find all of the lovely things that I would drink in the UK here. So she would send me this lovely care package every month with all of my favorite teas. And we would have a Zoom call with the kids and my mum and just have a chat like we would at home over yeah. a cup of tea. Interesting. That's fascinating because, you know, uh, Irish people and the same with English people, the, the tea brands that we know, whether it's Barry's or Lions or whatever, they would be part of those care packages. Yeah. And often people would enjoy them. Yeah. And ship them in and buy them here and go back not many people would think i'm going to create my own tea so yeah. how, did, how did you decide that you're going to make your own tea and it was that your background were you in products were you in were you an entrepreneur no, before no i think i've always been um quite entrepreneurial in my style you know mm. i'm always one of those um 
a person who's a cup half full. You know, there's always like, you know, yeah. positive about everything. Yeah. Um, and for my background, you know, I went to university in Wales. I'm from Wales. Um, I did a business degree. Um, okay. And then straight out of university, um, I decided to stay at home for a bit longer. So I started working for Tata Steel. Okay. Um, so not really a tea background. Um, the business was really um, initiated by my passion and wanting to inspire other people to, to savor the moment and enjoy tea and get to know tea. Yeah. Because, you know, there's so many different varieties of it and you yeah. can do so much with it. It's such a dynamic product um, and there's so many amazing innovations in the tea category all around the world that maybe um, is not available here as much, at, you yeah. know, but we want to share that with people to give them the opportunities to, to see these amazing products. Fascinating. So how did you go about it? Because, yeah, you know, tea is, is there's a lot of variety in tea. Yeah. So, and, and at the moment we have them on display here, but what are the products that you selected? What are the varieties that you selected and how did you go about procuring them, making them and etc.? Yeah, sure. So um, when we launched, when I launched Brew Society in 2019, we launched with a huge collection of loose leaf tea because that is something I like to drink at home. You know, I like to drink tea um, in the loose leaf fashion. So loose leaf, so it's not in a tea bag? Not in a tea bag. Okay. You know, you need to sort of have a filter um, yeah. or an infuser to put the tea in your yeah. cup. Um, so that's how we started. And I really, when I was trying to kind of curate the collection and really develop the unique blends that are unique to us, um, I was really trying to think of people's moments in the day and how tea can kind of you know, it's such a dynamic product, how it can be used through different moments of your day. Mm. Um, so I'll give you three examples. When you wake up in the morning, you might need that injection of caffeine, something that's really going to kind of kickstart your day and get you going. And that was the inspiration behind the development of our ginseng upbeat okay. to really give you that green tea injection of caffeine in the morning. You have ginseng in there, which is really good for you. Um, and that will really get you, you going in your day. But there's other people then who still want to supercharge their day, but but they don't want any caffeine. And that was the inspiration behind developing Moringa Supercharge. Okay. You know, everyone knows about Moringa now, how it's this amazing uh, protein plant-based product that really can give you some power to supercharge your day. But then, like myself and many other people, you're so busy throughout your day, so you want something that is going to captivate your senses, you know, um, at lunchtime or mid-afternoon because you're running 100 miles per hour. And mm. that's where we develop some of our organic blends. You know, we have one of our best sellers here in the UAE is Organic Glow, um, which is our antioxidant tea, which is full of berries and it's got carrot in it, which is quite unique to us, you know. Wow. But it's something that's going to really make you stop and savor that moment and, um, you know, get your senses kicked in wow. um, but we have other varieties as well which can do the same thing in the afternoon like mango madness for example which is so fruity it's going to really stop you in your tracks and really yeah. kind of get you to take that necessary pause Wow. But on top of that, you know, um, we're trying to show people how diverse this product is. Um, you know, we're showing people that you can make lattes out of it. We had a brief chat at the beginning about yeah. Forever Nutty, which is like our complete Moorish blend, that if you're looking for a hug in a mug, this is definitely the blend yeah. for you. And you can use it to make a tea latte, which is super cool uh, and very pink as, as yeah. it goes. But then all of our fruit tea as well, you can use in recipes, you can make cocktails, um, you can make cold brews. So we're trying to educate people of all these super cool things you can do with tea and how it can really be part of every moment of your day um, to really give you kind of that pause and and you know that time to reflect amazing mm -hmm. that's so interesting I think um, you know people might think oh the tea category is uh, taken up by global brands and there's only one type of tea but as you 
said it's very diverse. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned lots of the products uh, that are blends. So how do you go about making the blend and yeah. how do you know what will work well and taste well and how do you keep the ingredients uh, healthy as well? So that's, um, to answer the first part of that question, that's the exciting bit and probably the bit I enjoy most is you don't know if it's going to work. You have an idea, you take it to the kitchen and you try many variations of it, you know, to, to make sure. But we take a lot of inspiration from, you know, all around the world. The whole tea category globally is so exciting. Um, so we take inspiration from that, but we also take inspiration from, you know, growing up. Uh, I'll give you an example. We have a candy floss blend, which was developed from my kind of uh, memories again growing up of going to the fair having candy floss you know having that have a bit of a sweet okay. tooth you know really kind of um, touching on that and then we take other inspiration from you know trends you see on social media we have um, a delicious flamingo blend um, which has butterfly pea in it so it gives you that lovely blue color tea right. which is very fashionable so we take inspiration from lots of people and then we take these ideas into the kitchen and it's just mixing you know and playing around with the different ingredients until you find something that you enjoy the taste of. Um, we have one experience, uh, one time when things didn't go quite as well, when we were trying to develop a pumpkin spice latte tea. And again, we were in the kitchen trying to mix different ingredients and we couldn't quite get it right, you know, the flavor that we were looking for. So we're still trying to develop that. So yeah. it's all trial and error. You wow. know, you really just have to roll up your sleeves and, and start having some fun with the different ingredients. Amazing. And since you, you liked to yourself, yeah. uh, you were the good person to be able to taste and test and know if it works and be honest around the product. Yeah. But the actual manufacturing process, putting, you know, uh, can you explain a bit about that? What are yeah, the, the sure. tea leaves and the other ingredients and, yeah. and how do you do it outside of the kitchen now? At, 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 yeah. So we basically source our tea, the, the base of it. So in terms of, you know, your green tea, your black tea, your oolong, your white, they, they are the base teas that we use. Source, yeah. um, and we source them from all over the world. Um, you know, we get product from China, we get product from, um, from India. Uh, we're also actually getting product now from Thailand too. So everywhere in the world, we source our tea from and what we basically do is we import all of our tea in bulk um, so the raw tea and the ingredients um, when you're looking at some of our ingredients like um, you know the fruits and the herbs they can come from Europe they can come from Croatia Egypt we basically source product from from everywhere around the world and then we bring everything here to the UAE it gets blended in our factory it gets produced into tea bags in our factory and it gets packaged into loose leaf tea in our factory as well so everything we could possibly do do here in Dubai, we do. Right. Um, but I can't quite grow a camellia sinensis plant quite yet. I yeah. would love to grow one somehow here. And if we can find a way, we will. But, you know, whatever we can do here, we do. So we produce our packaging here and um, we get everything printed here. Right. So that's all done in the UAE. That's fascinating. So you're really, Bruce Society, you're owning the end to end. You're not, you're, uh, it's not like a marketplace. You have, you have a website, you have the products. Uh, but you're doing the manufacturing of the tea in the UAE as well. Yeah, we're a complete brand, you know, it's a complete, um, we do every single part of this from, you know, creating the blends. The blends are completely created and unique to, to Brew Society. You can't find them anywhere else. Um, and the packaging is designed in-house by us. We source all of our accessories and design those too. It's, you know, it's a brand. We are yeah. Brew Society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the in the UAE, there's often 
uh, products that are available here but not manufactured so you're yeah. doing that as well you're not just importing the nice teas from the UK and reselling them you're yeah. manufacturing which is super interesting it's brave though to go to try and do all that at once yeah. isn't it like to try and do all ends of the spectrum is is yeah. that was your that your plan at the start no I think we've been um, you know we've been incredibly successful we launched in 2019 and when I look at where we are today two and a half years later we've never been busy at it and the future's Amazing. looking so exciting for us but we did it in steps you know when we started we did the loose leaf um, because that is quite a manual process and we could find um, the production facility to do that here you know okay. the blending and the putting into a packet it becomes more technical when you're looking for someone to put it into a tea bag and then put it into the packaging so we had to really you know investigate the market and really explore that and that took a while so we weren't able to launch in 2019 with a range of loose leaf tea and tea bags it was very staged so we're just growing into our skin, yeah. if you like. The more familiar we're becoming with the market, the more we do in. And I'm sure if I sit here in six months' time, it'll be completely different again because we're growing and we're evolving, you know, every day. Fair enough. Interesting. And where did you set up the business? We know uh, Dubai Multi Commodities Committee, DMCC, imports yeah. a lot of commodities like tea, but that's usually passing through. Is, yeah. that, is that where you need to get regulated or could you have chosen anywhere? So um, I would have loved to be um, in the DMCC. Um, I've met with them several times. You know, I have contacts there. I think they, they're absolutely fabulous what they do and their, their site is state of the art, you know. Um, it, it's really an amazing facility. But for us as a startup, I had to dig really deep into my own finances and I couldn't afford that if I'm being completely honest with you yeah. at the start, you know. I had to be really thrifty in starting the business. So we took a free zone um, license in one of the northern territories, which mm. we, which was within our budget at yeah. the time. Um, and, and we worked with them for the first two years and now we have a mainland license in, in Dubai. Um, and that's basically how, how we started. Um, we had to really think outside the box it's not cheap setting up a business anywhere in the world um, you have so many costs going out for product marketing it's you know it can really spiral so for us we we decided to you know start in a free zone start more organically and grow the business and that's what we've done so in year two we were able to open a mainland license you know work on a bigger scale um, so we took it step by step yeah and it's good you have options and again it can it evolves and adapts over time yeah, as well yeah absolutely and like the DMCC are great on giving advice you know they it's whenever I go there it's my absolute dream come true because they give you this whole suite of tea that you can try and the facilities just it's like I'm in candy heaven you know yeah. it's just amazing and maybe one day we'll we'll be based there but for us now having the the mainland um, license is really giving us lots of opportunities and it's working for us interesting and what was your approach to customers at the start I have seen your colorful website <laughs> it's amazing but did you also think about distribution and did you think about uh, you know having your own place or how were you going to sell the tea and how is it being sold at the moment? So when we started um, the business, everything was online. You know, um, the website that we had back then, um, I don't know if you've ever saw it, but I developed it. You know, we did everything we possibly <laughs> could in-house yeah. to um, to get this business off the ground and get it started. So we had this website, which was doing okay. You know, we were working through social media to get some traction to the website. Um, but what we did, which was really significant for us, is we got out into the market and did various different markets. Um, one of the significant 
because once for us was ripe by the bay. We still work with ripe today. We're, we're at the Divide Festival City Mall um, venue where people can go and try any tea that they want for free at our kiosk. Um, but we worked with ripe right at the start and it really gave us the opportunity to get out and talk to people, you know, and really see their initial reaction. When you make them a cup of tea, you know, you can really see real time. Are they enjoying this? Okay. Is there anything they would change? What do they like? What do they want to see that we don't have? And I think that really helped us get to understand our local customer here and mm. what they wanted. Um, and then we just really grew from there. The more we did it, the better our understanding was of our customer, the better we could market things online because we knew we, who we were marketing to. We weren't just kind of going out to everybody. Yeah. Um, and that really helped us. So we were predominantly just online and in, in markets, I'd say for the first 18 months. Interesting. Mm. And uh, some of those 18 months were the pandemic as well. So yes. it was probably a better approach timing-wise to be online rather than reliant on yeah. stores. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the pandemic for us, um, we definitely saw um, an increase in our sales online. And around that time was when we started um, to explore going into retail as well, which for us just boomed during that period because there was such a surge of people homebrewing at that time mm. and being a bit more experimental. Let's try something different. Let's open our home up to a new brand. You know, let's give it a go. And I think that made such a positive impact for us. Mm. Um, and really catapulted us, if you like, into the next level um, to, to get people, you know, to try all of our different blends. So I think COVID for us really kind of opened us to a market that maybe would have been a bit more reluctant to try us, but because of the situation and because of their passion to find products that were about well-being and, you know, um, antioxidants and really could help them during a pandemic, they were willing to try our products. Interesting. Uh, Laura, how do you see that people are using Bruce society is this uh, is this you know replacing their main tea is it a daily behavior or is it you know an experimental sort of every now and again I'll have a flavored nice tea what's yeah. the kind of general consumer so lots of people are kind of making the shift because we do have a collection of you know everyday blends we do do our own take on your um, English breakfast but it's our take on it so you know it's a very high quality product when you put the tea bag in your, your cup you can see the leaves are whole you can actually make out what's in that tea bag mm. or if you're using loose leaves the same as well yeah. so lots of people once they taste our product it speaks for itself it's such a high quality product um, they, they make the they make the switch but then and on top of that we have all these exciting unique flavors which you know can just be factored into your everyday it can really be drunk at any point of the day and mm. that's really kind of opening up people to, to new and more adventurous flavors interesting and how have you how have you seen the market in the UAE in terms of the different nationalities and you know chai is such a popular uh, drink as yeah. well and there's you know different types of uh, you know people's stories with tea, while the same as yeah. yours yeah. is very different, right? Yeah. It would have stemmed from the family table, it would have yeah. stemmed from nostalgia and then our memories of tea, yeah. but, but different types of tea. And how do, you, how, do, how do you, are you catering for everyone's appreciation and taste of tea? Yeah, we absolutely do try to cater for everyone's appreciation. I think our range is so, um, so large that there's something for, for everyone. Mm. But, you know, here in, um, in the UAE, there's so many different nationalities, over 200, right? And that's why I was a bit amazed um, when I got here that the aisles in the supermarket are so saturated by black tea. It's not a reflection of, yeah. the, of the people that are here. Um, so that was another thing that really made me have that light bulb moment 
moment to okay. think no one's catering for for these people you yeah. know these varieties and showing the exciting things that tea has to offer but I think you know the UAE is primed for innovation there's so many as I mentioned before exciting things happening in the tea category globally I think the UAE are ready for it people are adventurous and, and they want to try new things they want high quality products um, so I really think yeah the UAE is a really awesome place to be for tea right now the sales are hot and there's lots of exciting things coming through fascinating yeah I totally agree I mean it's a different you know the the Arab world the uh, beverage consumption is different to other yep. parts of the world and and while coffee is you know uh, while the world is addicted to coffee and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest drink or whatever but but uh, tea is hugely popular as well and I think uh, you know one of the things you you identifying that the products weren't here is yeah. great that you came up with a solution to not only bring the products here but to actually make them here because yeah. that's what this country in this region needs it needs its own products exactly yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's so important and I think lots of people um, really are falling in love with the brand because mm. we are so proud to be a UAE brand you know I feel since moving here there's so many opportunities it's it is the land of opportunities and I take inspiration from being here in Dubai to do this you know yeah. um, it is a great place to, to have a business interesting so uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the kind of macro trends around tea in the yep. industry but yep. just a little bit on uh, you know bricks and mortar versus digital and the current this the current situation with uh, distribution and the the how essential is it to have you know especially in the FMCG and drinks category how important is it to live to be on the shelf and to be in the aisle is it as important now when you can go direct to consumer when people are shopping filling baskets on yeah on shopping apps, is it as important as it was 10, 20 years ago to be visible on the aisle? I think um, for us, yes, it is important to be visible on the aisle because we are reaching such a wide audience, but we are absolutely growing our online presence. And that generally is growing here. You know, you see all of the huge marketplaces just getting bigger and bigger by the day. So we really want to develop our marketplace. We have a really successful website, um, www.brwsociety.com. Um, and we've seen huge successes on it because we are really catering. Um, for our consumer, you know, you can shop by mood, you can shop by tea type, ingredients. So we're making it really user-friendly with the aim of attracting more people to that platform so we can really kind of connect with our own audience on a direct basis. Um, but I think, you know, for us, we see that we reach people maybe we can't quite reach yet um, on our website by being in the retail space. And it's just opening that market and making people more familiar with our brand. Mm. Um, you know, our product can be found in, in multiple um, retail outlets. We're in Spinney's, Waitrose, and um, and Kibsons. And I just think it's really helping us to strengthen our brand at this stage because yeah. we are such a new product and a new company. Interesting. I think that's a good approach because if you if you you have to do both basically. Yeah, you have absolutely. to go. You, you can't just say, hey, let's not regard, let's disregard the sort of aggregators or the shopping yeah. centers and the brands who have. 
behavior and, and consumers and then uh, go only digital but it's a mix nowadays isn't yeah it? and I think you know our whole purpose um, is as I mentioned to like really get people to connect to create these opportunities we want to generally help society so mm. to do that we want to reach as many people as possible um, and things that we could do in store for example you can't necessarily do on your website you know I'll give you an example with, with spinnies we do in-store sampling and I love that where yeah. people can try it we really just want people in it to tantalize their senses and get them to try it because some of our fruit blends for example are so bold and so delicious you know people make the switch from drinking you know fizzy drinks because this is giving them that kind of fruit infusion that they need uh, because they're a bit bored with drinking water but you don't get that unless you're kind of meeting these people and we want to meet and try to help as many people as we possibly can with tea and to do that I think we need to be in the physical bricks and mortar as well as being online. Interesting yeah and uh, so in terms of your team are the how like what do they do what what do they, what do your team do do they um handle all the shipping do they make the tea do they do end-to-end as well or do you have partners we are a small business and <laughs> yeah. like for any other sme everyone rolls up their sleeves and yeah. everyone does a bit of everything you know we are a team of five right now um and everyone works super hard and i'm so proud of everyone in my team of like bringing this passion alive um, and we do all sorts, you know, everyone one minute might be sorting a shipment from China to the next minute making a cup of tea or a kiosk, you know, for a customer to try. I think it's really important that um, everyone in the team tries all of the teas, gets to know all of the teas and gets to know our customer. It doesn't matter what they specialize in, whether it's logistics, whether it's sales, um, because people need to feel passionate about the product. You know, mm. my passion is tea. I want my team to feel passionate about the product. Mm. And that'll be one they like and prefer to others, but they need to try it because that way they can engage with people and really connect if they know the product inside and out. True. Have you seen other people with ideas like you in the market? Are there other competitors of similar sort of innovative tea products? Um, yeah. And how competitive is it? I think it's definitely the competition is growing um, because tea here is hot, you know, it's, yeah. it, the demand is growing. Um, but in terms of, you know, our direct competitors, I think we're so unique in what we do because we're fun, we're cool, we're not conforming, um, we're very bright colors, very unique flavors that only you can only get from Brew Society. Um, so we're just very unique in what we do. And, and to give you an example, you know, of, of that uniqueness, um, our product, you will see it online in marketplaces. You will also see it in retail, but you'll also see it in horeca. So in your hotels, your cafes, your restaurants, and with what most do you call that? Hor- horeca. Okay. Yeah. That so the, hotel. It's like okay. the acronym for okay, yeah. you know. So it's a bit of a hotel, a bit of a cafe, and a bit of a restaurant in, okay. the, in the title. Got it. But um, so like food service type of thing. Yeah. Um, but our product you can see them in every in each different sector. So you can see it online, you can see it in retail, and you can see it in your hotels, your cafes, and your restaurants. I and mean, that's pretty unique to us because most Smart, tea brands yeah. out there have to pick a lane. So you'll see all the top-end tea brands that you have in the region, and they will be servicing the five-star hotels and the cafes and the restaurants. Mm. And then you'll see a lot of um, other local brands or imported brands which are in your retail category. Um, we're in the mall and and I don't think there's anyone else out there doing that and I think that is because our product one is such a high quality product um, that it speaks for itself 
too, we have these really cool, you know, colorful, unique creations that you can't get anywhere else. That it just really opens us up to all of the categories. Um, so you can, for example, buy a product online, you can go into a retail establishment, buy the tea and take it home and enjoy it. Or you can go to one of our partners, um, for example, Coffee Planet, and sit and have our cup of tea there in their establishment, um, which is, is quite unique, I think, in the tea category yeah. here. And actually, having your type of product in those cafes can elevate the offering that they have as well, because they don't have to worry about, you know, uh, finding different types of tea than someone would get. Yeah, a, a standard tea. And I think yeah. we also like put a splash over the back black tea category, you know, because yeah. everything here is black tea. When you go into a cafe or a restaurant, you know, you can get a black tea, whereas ours just kind of, you know, just throws so much color on that yeah. and gives so many varieties. Um, I think you just we're really shaking that up. Interesting. And so talking about the sort of like global FMCG brands who yeah. have teas as part of their products, what, where, how are they viewing? disruptors like Brew Society or others or how, how are they viewing it do they you know are they acquiring are they adding new ranges are they changing with the market yeah. are they succeeding are they struggling that, that's such an interesting question you know and if you look at tea globally um, and, and not just focusing on the UE but looking at the whole picture um, there's so much happening in, in the tea industry and the big names are listening to the disruptive brands because on a global scale the consumption of black tea is declining it's mm. decreasing um, because it's historically been drunk by the older population and you know the younger generation tend to want um, more functional drinks functional benefits how is this going to help me in my life you know they want to know how the product can add to their life um, so in terms of the black tea you know you can see Unilever are trying to offset certain parts of the black tea business but then they're invested massively in the herbals and the fruit um, and you've seen that for many years now that the companies are making the shift and they're really mm. starting to pay attention to the distributors around the world you know um, and, and taking note of what they're doing because they, these people distributing the industry are listening to the consumer and understanding what the consumer wants and they want variety they want tea that they can't, you know, have never tried before and they want to really tantalize their taste buds, you know, they want something that's going to really kind of um, rock their world and, and, you know, the black tea, historic black tea isn't really doing that. And, I mean, you know, uh, it's very interesting, but is their market share growing? Like, are the brands, I'm thinking of a few, like, in, like Tetley's or Twinning's or, uh, you know, uh, Lines or whatever, are those market shares growing over the last few years? Are, are they trying to keep up with the, with the yeah. variety that's on offer to customers? You know, the tea category globally is growing, um, but what you see within that category is the black tea sales are declining and yeah. the herbals and the fruit sains or the infusions are okay. seeing the biggest, you know. Organic blends are growing exponentially because people want to have that product that is going to be good for their body and really um, beneficial to them so it's just a shift in terms of the product but the overall tea category is, is definitely growing it's like the second most consumed beverage in the world and it still holds that you know kind of award firmly um, even though most people talk about coffee tea is and mm. then water the second most consumed beverage in the world so the category is growing and we're definitely seeing awesome things happening in the exciting parts of the category around
about the herbals and the fruit infusions. So more people drink tea than coffee. Water is one, and then tea. Tea, yeah, yeah. In the, on a global when you look yeah, at yeah, a global yeah. basis. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It's just yeah. we hear more about coffee. <laughs> I know. That's why we're here yeah. to kind of change the UAE. We're going to be talking about tea yeah. for, forever. <laughs> after. Yeah, interesting. But I think it's interesting from a product range, and I think. You know the the other brands that are associated with black tea need yeah. to almost change, need to get the Except, perception. Yeah. Other than as well as having new products under their range, they yeah. people your opportunity is that people associate them with with traditional. Uh, yeah. Um, with the traditional ones. But even if you look at our collection, we have um, over 50 different types of teas. We only have four black teas. Yeah. You know, everything is about the exciting side of it, the herbals, the infusions that really, you know, just add a different element to the category. Um, so that's how, how things are changing really in the industry. And it's not on the table, but you had um, a glass teapot so, yeah, yeah, we is, did. Because <laughs> um, I have one of them at home, and yeah. whenever I'm at working at home, or if I'm reading on a Saturday or whatever, that's what I I use the tea leaves, and yeah. that's how that's what I do. But it's my behavior, and I don't know if this is for everyone. Is I will do that if I'm going to have three or four cups of tea over three hours or so. Yeah, I will make a tea like that. But yeah. I don't. But if I'm rushing in the morning or if I'm at my desk, yes. I'll just use a tea bag or I have the matcha powder or something. Yeah, because the convenience. Yeah, yeah. Is it, is people's behavior around the blend teas different? Or do they treat it like as a one cup, or do they do they brew it like in a glass? Teapot like yeah, that. Um, it really depends. It's, it really depends on the individual. Like in my experience, what I tend to do at home, um, I would either have my teapot or I will have my um, glass mug with my infuser in it. Um, and if I'm just drinking pure tea, so nothing that's kind of blended with other ingredients. So, mm. for example, like a organic censure or um, even the milky oolong that we have, which is like one of my favorites. Mm. Um, I brew it multiple times. I think people don't realize that either. So when you get up. In the morning you can put your tea in your infuser in your mug and yeah. you just keep adding water to it all day yeah. you don't need to like dispose of the tea leaves and replace them yeah. um, you can keep using them because most green teas and white teas the second or the third infusion is just better, better you know <laughs> it's so, funny isn't yeah. it it's like his, it, it, historically if people did that and it would be seen as thrifty to reuse the tea yeah, bag that you hang it on the sink and yeah. dip the cup in. But now actually people throw it away and it's still got lots of taste in it. Yeah, it has. <laughs> and it can be really reused. And, and that's because our product is such a high quality product. That's why you can do that. You know, we you won't find in any brew society like crushed tea, the dusty particles, which probably wouldn't be nice if you're rebrewing them okay. all the time because ours is the whole leaf. Um, you know, you can do that. And there's so much flavor still left in it. And I don't mm. think, you know, when I talk to our customers and I say to them, just just keep brewing it. Just keep, you know, um, you can use that for the next three cups or something. Just keep doing it. They're really surprised by that. And when they try it, um, that's it. They're sold. You know, that's what they do. They, they yeah. put their tea in the morning and that's what they use all day. Amazing. So we're moving to the future. Yeah. Uh, broad questions. But let's start a little bit with what are your plans for 2022? Okay. What do you expect for the, for the Brew Society? Uh, well, we have so many plans for, for 2022, you know, obviously um, one of our key things is just to find more opportunities and help people to connect one cup of tea at a time to get people, you know, really um, savoring that moment and making the connection. That's like our passion. That's what we want to achieve. Um, and to do that, we want to, you know, continue um, our mission in the, in the UAE of more people discovering us. And we really want to break into new markets as well. Um, Saudi, yeah. 
number one, you know, huge T market. Um, we definitely want to, to find um, a place for our brand in, in Saudi. Um, and we're super excited about getting to know um, the customers there and their likes. And, and I'm sure it's going to be completely different to what we see here and in other parts of the world. So we're really excited to, to launch in Saudi. We have our website, which I mentioned, um, which is doing super well. So I feel now we have this kind of um, success that is proven and we can take that into Saudi on our website so people you know, can explore and, and find our products. Um, but Saudi would be a huge, um, a huge you know, market for us that we really want to try and make sure we okay. can um, penetrate this year. Yeah, interesting. So it'll need to be in Arabic maybe as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, so most of um, our product, or I say most, sorry, all of our product is translated into Arabic. Um, you know, we have all of the ingredients yeah. and everything on the sides you can see there. Yeah. Um, but Very yes, good. we would need probably to take more steps on that as yeah. well. Yeah. So it's interesting, you, you kind of already mentioned Saudi, but, uh, you know, you, you've uh, created this brand in the UAE. Um, and I always ask on the podcast, is the Middle East an emerging market that will emerge? Are you up, optimistic? You're an optimistic person, yeah. but are you, uh, you know, if you were to an answer honestly, do you see, uh, you know, do you see, the, are you bullish on the region? Do you see economic growth in other markets and consumer products like this? I definitely think there's growth in in the in the UAE. You know, I think that's one of the main drivers why I set up this business yeah. here because I see there's so much to go at. We barely scratched the surface, and the way the UAE is growing right now, like it's the best place to be in the whole world. You know, I feel so lucky and so fortunate to call the UAE my home. I feel like the way we're growing, you know, um, seeing how amazing Expo 2020 has been has been done. Um, there's so many opportunities True. here, and I believe that it's going to grow so so much, and we. Have have so much to do with this product in, in the UAE. But um, on top of that, I think there's so much potential in the neighboring countries too. You know, we are a local brand here and we can service those neighboring countries quite easily from our location here. So I just think the future is so bright for Brew Society. I think there's so much we have to go at. There's so much work to be done, but yeah. it's just really exciting. It's good. Yeah. I can tell the positivity. <laughs> you, you probably need that as well. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think there's lots of opportunities yeah. in the region as well. And you almost, you can, you can decide based on consumers where to go, where the demand is yeah. and where people like, discover you. You don't need to go, hey, I need this amount for here, here, here. Having said that, a mm. question around funding. Yep. Uh, did you do you raise funds for this type of business? And also, if you, there was more funds in the future, where would you invest in? What would you do? So in terms of um, our financial side of things, for the first two years, um, it was very much funded by my family, by myself and um, my husband to fund the business. Um, but we were really lucky. We secured our first round of funding this summer. Uh, we worked last summer, sorry, in um, July 2021. Okay. And, you know, we have an awesome investor. Like, you know, we really lucked out. Someone who really, truly believes in the product. Um, he understands my vision, he believes in my vision, and he completely has my back to, to make this, you know, the best it can possibly be. And he's such a dream to work with. And together, we are, you know, making this brand what it is today and trying to get it um, in front of as many people as possible so they can discover how amazing this product is. Mm. So we have secured funding. Um, I think, you know, going forward, if we were to have more funding, um, I'd love to see, you know, some flagship tea shops 
coming up where people can really connect more and engage with the brand, see how the product is blended, you know, mm. even maybe experience that themselves and come in and try to blend their own tea um, mm. and have their own creation that they can be passionate about. Um, to be able to see how the tea bags are made, you know, I come from a manufacturing background, so I'm so fascinated by that. Anyway, yeah. I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to that. Um, so people can see it. Yeah. So I'd love to have this place where, you know, it's like a flagship sort of um, place in the UAE. This is the home of this brand where people can come, really interact with, with Brew Society um, and, and get to learn a lot more about tea. So that's where I would love to invest in too. Yeah. Amazing. So that's great. And clearly, you know a bit about branding and product as well, because it, it's very <laughs> well displayed here and on Thank your website. You. And for now, if people wanted to taste it, you would be in Spain, but you, if they want, the weather is good, they can go down to Wright Market and Festival Absolutely. City. Absolutely. Yeah. and try our whole range we have everything there um, it's all free as well you can go along and have a sample and try before you buy if you like because we Amazing. completely believe in this product um, and we know once you try it um, you'll be hooked like we are so yeah you can go there learn about the product and, and meet the team it's a great what, place what to are go. the days for that again it's, it's seven days a week seven, yeah oh, every, four every till day. ten every day oh, it's wow. open um, and they have lots of activities and shows there as well so not only can you take the family have a cup of tea connect come together um, you can watch some fantastic shows while you're there Very too. good. Well, thank you so much. It's great to hear about the brand thank and the you. company and sharing your story and we'll follow Bruce Society in the future. Oh, well, thank you so and much for having tea. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Cool. Thank, thank you. you. That was a really interesting conversation. Uh, Bruce Society has certainly got my attention and Laura's passion for it and the type of product she's created, the brand, uh, experimenting with new teas uh, is something that I would find myself rooting and getting behind and you know hoping that they do well and they continue to do well. Uh, big thank you to Shahir and to Richie for producing the podcast. If you are listening on any of the audio apps please do leave a comment, review and subscribe because I'm told that that's how other people find the podcast but if you're watching on any of our social sh channels uh, you can also watch on Dubai uh, sorry, on Smashy, uh, the app, and smashy.tv. Uh, you can download it, you can log in, and you can listen to any of the other 152 episodes of Dubai Works Business Podcast. We'll be back again next week with another episode.